welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Daylene Bickle, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books, and share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Hello, welcome back to the Ink and Impact podcast, and today's episode is all about reader magnets. You know, those freebies or opt-ins that we as writers know that we are supposed to create, and sometimes we either think, oh, that's super easy, and we dash off and create something really fast, um, and then discover there are a few other steps involved than we realized, or we just get overwhelmed with the process and never get around to creating a reader magnet. So today is supposed to be an encouragement for you. That's my goal with this episode, is to share the actual nuts and bolts of how to create a reader magnet. You know, how do we do that as a writer? We've heard over and over and over again that we need to build a platform. You know, we have this message to share. We have this book that we've written or are writing. We have this blog that we are um, regularly contributing to or hosting, but we need people to be reading those things, right? We need to share our message with an audience. And in order to gain that audience, to attract that audience, we have to build a platform. It's just like this little hamster wheel that is constantly going around and around and we feel like we are never going to get off of it or we're afraid to enter it, right? So I hope that today will ease some of those fears if you're really anxious about it. And also I hope that it will give you a step-by-step plan of how you can actually do this and um, do it well. So before we dive into the how-tos, I wanted us to reflect on exactly how we can do it well. And the best example that I can share is that of Jesus. Jesus didn't attract followers uh, because he was out there listening, hey, come listen to me. Um, You know, I can solve all your problems. You know, that would have been true, by the way. But he wasn't about making a name for himself. He was about doing the work that his father sent him to do and to glorify God in all that he did, right? He came to serve. And that's what we want to do as writers. We want to serve our readers and we want to attract them that way. And let's look a little bit further into how, you know, what we offer as a reader magnet. Um, We can follow Jesus' four-step example. So first, let's seek God's direction. What does he want you to offer and for whom? Hint, it's not going to be for everyone, right? Your book, your blog is not for everyone. Your reader magnet is not going to be for everyone. Jesus wasn't for everyone. Second, go to where the people are. Jesus went to the people as they were. He didn't expect them to clean themselves up. He went to the woman at the well as she was drawing water, right? As she was still in that relationship, that fifth unwed relationship. And he also saw people where they were right? He saw Zacchaeus sitting way up there in the tree, right? Um, He saw the disciples in their boats um, fixing their nets. He saw them and he went to them. 
So let's go to where our people are. Then we're to serve them freely. Jesus didn't charge money for the miracles he performed. So our freebie, our reader magnet, is that. It's something of value that we offer for free. Now, I'm not saying that we should give our books away for free. I'm saying the reader magnet. We are to serve people well, and we're to serve them freely. Then the fourth example, fourth step of Jesus' example, is to give them the best of what we have. You know, Jesus turned the water into wine um, at the wedding that was better than any that had come before it, right? He could have just given, you know, subpar wine, you know? They might not have even noticed the difference from what they had been drinking. But no, he gave the best wine, right? And we want to give the best of what we have to write as writers. Why? Because what they see in our freebie as our opt-in, that reader magnet, is what they're going to expect in the future. And that's as it should be. We want our books, we want our blog posts to be quality. And if we just rush to put together the first reader magnet that we can think of without putting time and effort and giving real value, then they might be turned off and not bother to come back for that book or blog post that we actually did spend hours and hours of time and effort making sure that it was quality. So give them an example of what you really will offer in the future in your reader magnet. You know, giving them the best of what we have to offer does take sacrifice. In Jesus' case, it was his life. In our case as writers, it means a sacrifice of time. We have to take the time to create something of value. It takes effort. You know, it's not just sitting down and, and jotting off the first idea that came, comes to mind. It's doing that, but then taking it further and fleshing it out and revising it and editing it and having other people look at it to make sure that it makes sense. And also, sometimes it takes a little bit of money, which I'm going to get into in the how-tos. So, all right, I've set you up with a great example. You can get any better example than Jesus. So now, let's work on the how-tos. If you are a writer, it depends on what type of writer you are. Are you writing fiction or are you writing nonfiction? The examples that I'm going to share today primarily are for fiction writers, only because I just came out of this entire process myself with my um, freebie, my reader magnet, which is a short story. So while a lot of the examples here are generated toward fiction writers, know that this applies to nonfiction writers as well, that you need to do a, a reader magnet of some sort, whether it's going to be a, um, a checklist, a quiz, um, a, a PDF file, um, you know, whatever would benefit your audience. Only you will know what that is, you know, and if you're really having a hard time, you have no idea what kind of reader magnet that you should do for your specific um, topic, look at what others are doing in your space. You know, don't copy their reader magnet, obviously. Um, you don't want to do anything, you know, verbatim, but what types of things are they offering? And get ideas that way, okay? So in the, the very first step is you need to create that magnet. In my case, it was a short story. And that sounds great. Write a short story. Yes, okay. Well, how do we do that? You know, we need to know what we're going to be writing about. What's, what's the short story about? In my case, I'm still writing a novel. So I um, had heard that creating a short story 
based on one of the main characters backstory is a good idea so that's exactly what I did I took one of my main characters and I, I got to thinking okay where did she come from what what is her background what has she experienced before this point in time in this novel so that is what um, the short story is about that I came up with and then when you are creating your reader magnet if it is a fictional short story or a novella you want to make sure that it is written well and the, one of the best ways to find out if it's resonating if um, the areas that you wanted to be humorous are actually humorous or not all of those things it, the best idea is to get other eyes on them and that is great for critique groups if you're not in a critique group yet I highly encourage you to do that or to form your own. Last year, I decided to start my own critique group, and um, there are a couple of, it's very limited, and by nature, it needs to be a very small group of people. Um, I, I wouldn't think that more than five people, because you want to take the time to read what they have to say, because it's not just you getting feedback on your writing, you're reciprocating, right? So you have to have time to read everyone's work and provide real value in the feedback. But it is invaluable and so, so helpful to have feedback. Um, I'm actually in two. Like I said, I started my own critique group and then I was invited into a different critique group. So it's been wonderful getting feedback from, in my case, four different people who have different life experiences and hearing how my story resonates with each of them. And they ask questions that I never thought to ask myself. And I was like, oh, that's a great question. That, that oh, that showed me a plot hole or, um, oh, I didn't intend for that to come across that way. So write your short story or if you're writing nonfiction, write your whatever it is and have somebody else look at it. Does it meet the need? Is it hitting home? And resonating with them the way that you intended it to okay then you need to have it edited and again this goes for both camps fiction and nonfiction you don't want a lot of obviously um, misspelled words and punctuation errors that kind of thing and if you're especially writing fiction and sharing a short story or the first chapter of your novel or whatever it might be you want to make sure that that is clean copy right? Because if you have a lot of errors, misspellings, anything of that sort, you spell a character name one way here, but you misspelled it a different way later in the book or the short story, you know, readers might be gracious once or twice when they come across those kinds of things. But if your story, your excerpt is just riddled with them, they are not going to want to read your final book whenever it's finished, right? You want quality in your short story, so have it edited. And of course, I always state that to have it edited means an experienced editor. Yes, we all have people who, you know, friends that might teach English high school classes. We have friends who might be English professors. We have people who have, you know, whatever their experience is, that are in our family or in our friend groups. But if they don't have experience editing a book or a short story or whatever it is that you're creating, then I encourage you to seek a professional editor. And those do charge, obviously. They deserve to be paid for their time. Um, and the rates vary, but they usually charge per word. Okay, so if you're getting a simple proofread, then it could be 
um, depending on their experience level two. Um, it could be as low as one or two cents a word. Um, if you get more into copy line editing or copy editing or developmental editing, then it's a higher cost, anywhere from four to five cents a word. So if, for my case, if with a short story, which depending on who you listen to, some say a short story is a maximum of 10,000 words, whereas other people say a short story is a maximum of 20,000 words, and then it overlaps with novella. I was confused. I just went with short story. Everyone knows what a short story is, I believe. It's a small story. Whereas a novella, eh, it's kind of, you know, ubiquitous what it might mean to different people. So I want a short story, and it cost me about 120 bucks, right? Which is a decent amount of money for something that I'm offering for free. But I wanted to make sure that people knew that they were getting value. The next thing that we want to do is to get a professional cover. And you might balk at this because it's not a real book, right? Especially if you're just writing a short story. And in nonfiction, you don't need a cover, obviously, if you're not offering a short story. If you're just offering a checklist or whatever, you wouldn't need a cover. Um, so this part may not pertain to you. But if you are offering a short story or an excerpt from a chapter from your novel, you need that cover. People want to know what the book is about by visually seeing it. And yes, people do judge a book by its cover, so it needs to be a quality cover. Now, you can pay to have a custom cover done, which generally speaking for just a front cover, not the spine and the back cover too, just a front cover is all you need. Um, it's going to be on average $200, $250. I personally didn't want to go that high because this, again, is a freebie. So there are some um, places that offer pre-made covers. like, And I don't mean like stock covers, like you could just pick an image off of Google and you, you want to make sure that you're finding a credible source that uses um, and purchases images, has the rights to use those images. Okay, that, that's a very important point. But so you need to do some research. And I found a pre-made cover company and purchased a cover that you were allowed to then go in and change your name. Like you, you couldn't add any extra lines. You couldn't customize it in any way. You had to go with their template setup. But you could change your name, obviously. Then you could change the title and you could add a subtitle and then you could add a small blurb at the bottom. So that was what I went with because I was able to find a cover image that they offered custom made that met with my genre. So I'm writing in 1942, 1943, World War II era story. So I wanted a book that reflects those types. I wanted a cover, sorry, that reflects those kinds of books that are on the market now, right? And in my case, many of the World War II historical fiction novels that I'm reading and enjoy um, and what my audience reads and enjoys has a picture of a young woman facing away. And it would need to be a woman wearing period clothing, right? So those were important concepts. And I had to look through a lot of places to find one, right? But I did. So perseverance can pay off. So those are the types of things that you want to consider for your cover. And I paid considerably less than the $200, $250, right? It was under $100 for the cover. Then... Once you have your cover, 
you need, and assuming that you've finished writing and revising your short story, you need to create it into an ebook format. Yes, I know there are some people that just offer it as a PDF, but when you're reading a story, you want it to feel like you're reading a book. And the best way to do that is to get it formatted into an ebook format, like the um, EPUB or Mobi, M-O-B-I formats. There's a great service that offers this formatting. I highly recommend them. It's draft to digital and I will have the link and the show notes and the spelling of URL, um, but it's draft and then the number two digital. They enable you to upload your word file and then they um, format it into whatever format you need, the EPUB, the Mobi. And the reason they're different, those different file names is because like Kindle uses one type, whereas Nook and several others use a different type of format. So you want to have both formats available depending on your audience because you never know what kind of reader that they're using. And the great thing too, and I'll get to this in a minute, is that there are services that offer readers built in. So even if you're, um, you know, say somebody subscribes to your freebie, downloads it, and they don't have a reader access, they can read it through this service, which is the distributor. So let's move on to that next part. Select a way to distribute your reader magnet. A lot of people say, just put it on your website. Well, yes, you do want to have the sign-up form on your website, but your website isn't going to host that ebook format, right? You need a service to host that and distribute it for you. There are a couple of popular ones, Book Funnel and Story Origin are two that are very popular right now. I myself picked Book Funnel and it's the first time using them. So far, no issues. Um, I'm curious about Story Origin. Maybe next time I will give them a try to compare. I've heard great things about both. So, um, and I know there are some other ones out there too you might be able to find. But whichever service you choose, I, I want to share that there are two things you need to be cognizant of and, and make sure that they offer. First, make sure that you select the option to integrate signups with your email service provider. Your email service provider, if you don't already have one, you need to get one. If you're a new writer and you don't have a newsletter, if you don't have a way to capture people's emails, you need to get an email service provider. Lots of them out there. MailerLite, MailChimp, ConvertKit, um, all kinds of different ones. I personally highly recommend MailerLite, but you want you know, BookFunnel or StoryOrigin or whoever, whatever service you choose, you need to enable them to take the email subscribers and add them to your email list for you so that you're not manually putting in email addresses all the time. That would be a nightmare and very time consuming. So make sure that it integrates signups with your email service provider. And also make sure that they offer a landing page for your reader magnet if you don't already have an author website yet. Um, this is really important because you want to, I mean, people are very internet savvy these days, right? No matter what age they are, they, want to look at a book, they want to see a cover and they want to be able to put their name and click, you know, submit, I want it, you know, download or whatever. That's a landing page. And if you don't have a place on a website for that to go to be hosted, um, then you need someone else to offer that for you, which is what these distributors like BookFunnel and StoryOrigin can do. They can provide you with that landing page for your cover and for people to enter their email addresses. Next, 
and I kind of touched on this already, set up a sign-up form through your email provider and add it to your website. So this is an addition to having BookFunnel, right? You need to create either a pop-up form to put on your website or what they call inline where it stays constant on a page of your website because you want as many eyes to see your opt-in form as possible. So you want it on your website, you want it on a landing page. It doesn't hurt to have both. Even if you do have a website, go ahead and create that landing page and just enable the analytics and Google and all those other places to find you as in as many places as possible, point people to your reader magnet. Also with your email, you want to create a welcome email and what they call a nurture series, possibly, um, depending on, you know, one email is fine. If that's all you want to do, that's fine. If you have more to share about other books or things coming down the pike, you, or, you know, want them to know about you a little, you know, here's more about me kind of thing. You can do a series, what they call a nurture series of emails, and you set that up so that whenever they, you know, enter their email and they hit download and they get your freebie, then automatically that welcome email will be sent to them. You know, thank them again for getting the freebie, name it, and then, you know, in a couple of days, send another email saying, you know, I hope you're enjoying reading the short story or the novella or whatever it might be. Here's a little bit more about me. I look forward to getting to know you, you know, um, make it clear that you welcome their comments, their feedback, their questions, all of that, and give them a way to, you know, respond to you. And I've already touched on this. This is the next point. You want as many eyes on your reader magnet as possible, right? So be sure to include mention of your reader magnet, whether it's a short story, a checklist, a quiz, whatever it is, include it in the signature of your emails that go out to you know friends and family or everyone, right? Not just that newsletter sign up people. Put it in everything that goes out. And finally, of course, share about your reader magnet on social media. Um, you may love or hate social media. I have a love-hate relationship going on, I, both of them at the same time. But, you know, go ahead and post that now. Don't expect that a lot of people will sign up based on just seeing that post about the reader magnet. But the more consistent you are in posting about it, the more that people will see it, the more they'll be reminded, oh, I wanted to go download that and I got distracted. Or, oh, I wanted to download that, but I was at the stop sign and I had to keep going driving, right? Whatever the case may be, people get distracted easily. And I don't remember the statistic. There was a statistic that came out about how many times people had to see something before they acted on it. And it was something like, seven times that people see something before they act on it. I, I don't quote me on that. Um, but it was a significant time. So don't just post once and then say, oh, nobody saw it. Nobody's going to care. Just keep posting regularly. No, you know, you don't want to do it 10 times a day every day. That's overkill, right? Um, use your judgment. But do let people know about it um, on a regular basis and um, just keep mentioning it to people. So that is the how-to part. And it sounds like a lot of work, right? And it is, but it's necessary and important work. It lets our readers know that the book we're going to launch in the coming months or maybe next year is worth their weight and that we take our jobs as authors seriously, right? That's important. So if you'd like to see a sample reader magnet, um, you can check out my new short story, Made to Fly, which is available on my newly updated website, DailyBickle.com. 
and there will be a link to that in the show notes as well in case you have a hard time pronouncing or spelling my name because I know it's an unusual name. If you have lingering questions about reader magnets, you know, please email me at info at inkandimpact.com or DM me at Daily Bickle on Instagram. That's my handle, at Daily Bickle. And I'll be ha- happy to answer any questions that you have about the reader magnets. Before we end, I also wanted to extend an invitation. If you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode of Ink and Impact, let me know what your top writing or self-publishing related question is right now. What are you struggling with right now? What is the biggest challenge for you? You know, send me an email, again, info at inkandimpact.com or DM me over on Instagram and be sure to include your website URL, so your website address and the title of your book. And if your question is selected, um, I'll answer it on an upcoming episode and I will be sure to include all the deets, including your name of your book and your website address. So please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. I don't want to be just a talking head, right? I do want to offer value and I want to create community. I want to foster engagement. So please do reach out. I look forward to hearing from you. That's it for today, fellow pen pusher. Remember, don't just write a book, make an impact.